rock on. to the podcast they called The Fantastical with myself, Steve Nussbaum, in a podcast where I invite my friends to collate their fantasy festival, a fantastical, by picking five acts from any era, any genre, and one of which must play one of their studio albums in full, and for the grand finale, an encore in which all five acts will perform the final song of The Fantastical together, which can be any song ever recorded. And I'm delighted to introduce my guest on this fantastical podcast. He's my oldest friend, having mm. known him for 35 yeah, years. Yeah. He's been dubbed the funniest guy Simon Amstel knows. True story. And you may know him as techno producer, Nicolo Machiavelli. It's Mr. Neil Slot. Steve, how are you doing? Just to pick you up on that one, if you want to see the Simon Amstel link, it's on his first ever live DVD. And it's on the DVD extras. And I probably could tell you the minute that it comes in. Um, but I've actually forgotten. But yes, I am a funny guy, apparently. Still living on past glory. Um, but Simon Amstel is a very funny man. Hopefully, he will be doing his fantastical very soon. So watch this space. Now, thank you for joining us. How are you? On this I'm very good. It's a weird times, isn't it? Um, I, you know, not giving too much away. I'm a teacher, so it's um, it's really strange times going like on remote learning. But yeah, just. Living life, mate. Living life. Are you okay? I'm all. I'm all good. I'm all good. Very same as you in these weird times. So we were saying uh, before we started recording that me and you do agree on lots yep. of different things and have lots of the same thoughts. Music-wise, we're pretty different, though. Um, I was going to say, like, I think we agree on life and the perspective on life. I think we agree on like Father Ted and Bottom and going to the Shannon Centre in Romf, uh, Chapel Heath or whatever it was. But when it comes to music, nah. See you later. So music-wise, what are you into? What, what flavor So for me, it's all about kind of techno, what we call dub techno, uh, grime, I really like, drum and bass. Um, I was saying to you again before we started recording, as I get older, I'm, I'm you know, we're both 40 now. I, I do like some kind of guitar-based music, like America, Crosby, Stills and Nash and all that. My Spotify playlist is picking up. But it's all about electronics for me. It's not really about... Oh, it's not really about kind of live guitar and bass and drum and vocal. But anyway, you know, I'm open. I'm open. It's open. <laughs> Without giving any spoilers away, what are you currently listening to? Sorry, a massive motorbike just drove past. What am I currently listening to? At the moment, I'm going to give no spoilers away. I'm currently listening to... What was I listening to today while I was working? Do you know what I've been listening to at the moment? You, you'll love this. Um, Bedrock to um, John Digweed's uh, translatable from the 90s. A lot of their old track. That's been keeping me going. Um, that's really it, to be honest with you, with no spoilers. Bedrock reminds me of when I started um, work at yep. HMV in 1998 in the soul and dance yep. department at Oxford Street on the first floor. Lots of Bedrock uh, compilations there. So... 
we know what you're into, but what was the first record or single you ever bought? Because I can't imagine it would have been a... a Do you want to know what it was? Do you want to know what it was? Madness. I had been driving in my car, vinyl, seven-inch picture plate. It had a picture of Madness on the front, driving in a car. B-side, right, my decks. So I've got DJ decks and all that. They're to the left of me, but I can't bother to get up and get the vinyl to have a look at the B-side. But it was a seminal moment, um, like seeing a disc with a picture on it music playing from it that would have been about 1987 1986 that is incredible i'd love to see a picture after we finish yeah i'll pick it up i can see it like here i'll pop it over to you after this can you remember where you purchased it from so we had our price in barking side do you know where it was mate it was the our price, I think it was Barkinside where Levy's gone. It was on the corner in Barkinside, and it, and and, and the only reason I know it is because I then bought my Spectrum computer games from that same branch back in the kind of late eighties. What a legendary place! I think it's an estate agent now, which is a, a great shame. There's no. I was um, I was down in Barkinside. in Barkinside. I was in Barkinside the other day. It is an estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> What can you do? What can you do? Again, no spoilers. This is obviously about creating your fantasy yeah. festival. Do you remember your first festival? Okay, so now this is where it all gets a bit mad. I am not a festival guy. Um, I was more into kind of going to places like the end down in Holborn. It was a nightclub, like a techno drum and bass thing. I was into fabric, which is still about, obviously. It's like London's biggest nightclub. Um I did go to a festival. It was with uh, a friend of ours who we no longer talk to. um, (laughs) And it would have been at about 2001. I was a late starter. But it was honestly, it was down in Hackney. I forget the name. It was like drum and bass. It was techno. Men turned up with dogs. It got shut down. It wasn't the best. So to be honest with you, I can't answer that question, mate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And again, no spoilers. We always ask the guests what their favourite gig was. So for you, it might be a favourite DJ set or it might be a favourite club. Well, be let's be blunt. Um, in terms of like reality, yeah, DJ sets, you know, I saw kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give no spoilers, but, you know, like I saw um, Liam Howlett from Prodigy do a Dirt Chain set of Fabric. But the one that sticks out for me is our good friends, Dan Stoll and Richie Strockel, Dave Drew, Adam Drew, at the Astoria, Battle of the Bands, um, that was like my one and only kind of real deal gig experience. And it might sound like a bit contrite to say that I'm then dropping my friends, but that was just a great night. And the story is not there anymore. The foes sadly mm. have uh, evaporated into uh, reality of midlife. But that was a mad night. That was, And I know that you were there. It was a crazy night. Great night. Great night. They are going to love that. And again, David Drew, ex-frontman of The Flow, it will be on the Fantastical soon, as will... Richard Strockle, who was the drummer and is now a vocalist in his own band. So watch out for those guys to come. So that was a bit about Neil's musical history. So as we mentioned last week, the aim of the Fantastival podcast is getting our guests to collate their fantasy festival by choosing any five acts. So one of who must play one of their studio albums in full and an encore, which five acts will perform together at the end of your Fantastival. So five acts take five time slots. So for example, let's use Paul's for last week to give an example. So from two to three o'clock in the opening slot, Paul chose Tiesto. He followed this up in super second slot by putting Gareth Emery on at 3.30 till 4.30. 
from five till six last week, Paul put on above and beyond in the midway madness slot. In his pre-headline slot last week, Paul put on Michael Jackson from 6.30 to 8. And then in their big headline slot from 8.30 to 11, Paul put on Brian Adams for two and a half hours and had all five performing encore slash numb by Jay-Z and Linkin Park at the end, which sounds like an awesome festival. We had loads of great feedback on it. And it was great to see people on Twitter getting into Above and Beyond uh, and Gareth Emery after not hearing about them prior to the podcast. So hopefully tonight we'll get a few of your acts out there and about and hopefully people who haven't listened to them before might go and delve Let's into say, the art. I thought you were going to say when he said Gareth Emery, I thought you said Gareth Gates, but uh, no, all good, all good. Mate, everyone's <laughs> open. And if, any, if you did have Gareth Gates on your list this evening, please leave him on there. We could do a fantastic just... X-Factor uh, and The Voice uh, people and Fame Academy. I'm sure that could probably be done in the future. So a very important question coming for you. First up, what are you naming your fantastic? Okay, I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to name my fantastic. Well, honestly, I was thinking about this this morning. <laughs> this, is a late, this is a late edition. <laughs> I was going to call this fantastic. Well, Nebworth 1996. All right. So Nebworth. Nebworth. So... Nebworth. I think it was 1998, maybe, or seven. You boys, it was yeah, you lot, Dan Stone, all of our old friends. You went and saw Oasis, Prodigy. And I was like, nah, I don't want to go. It's Oasis. So I did a shift that Summerfield once did while you lot were at Nebworth. Okay? So that was the elimination. Mate, that was Saturday. I can tell you the date. That was Saturday, 10th of August, 1996. And if you want, I can say in the lineup, it was the bootleg Beatles followed by a new band who went down not very well with me called the Ooh. Chemical Brothers. And I was just a bit like, what are these yeah. guys doing? Yeah. I'm not interested. It's followed by the Manic Street Creatures who were just about to make it big with Everything Must Go. And then also in the pre-headline slot, and this, this was like a fantastical, it was yeah. The Prodigy. And it was just prior to Fat of the Land coming out. And they played a song Yes. Smack my bitch up that yes. nobody knew, and the yes. place went yes. on fire. So, um, and then after that, it was so thinking crazy. about it, while you lot were there, I was um, probably stacking shelves in Summerfield, and I, I, I remember I can picture this now, mate. <laughs> I walked home from Redbridge Station back to my house, and I, as in my mind, I was thinking, Have I made the wrong choice here? I've made like 21 <laughs> quid today, but I've not seen Prodigy and Oasis, the big boys. Uh, but listen, that's like. Um, so listen, I've named it the Equinox Festival, all right? And again, let me tell you what it's not about. This is not a tribute to the nightclub on Leicester Square um, that we may have gone to together at some point in the late 90s. <laughs> this is not a tribute to the Equinox Festival that actually exists uh, somewhere in the UK. This is a tribute oh. to the 1990s science program on Channel 4. That's all I'm going to say. It's all on YouTube. Get on it. <laughs> Amazing. Mate, I have to go. It's and amazing. Check out. Great, great title. And like we said, you can take your Equinox Festival to anywhere you want. We can do it in Equinox. We can do it in Fabric. We can do it in your back garden, front garden. We can do it wherever you want. Where, where are you nah. hosting? No, nah, no. Nah. We're going to go far away. Uh, go to Stansted Airport. Shack yourself in on an Aeroflot aeroplane. We're going to go. The venue's going to be under the Dugart radar in northern Ukraine near Chernobyl, all right? <laughs> so, this is one of my favourite places in the world. It's a massive radio transmitter used by Russia in the Cold War. I have no idea what it did, right? But what it does 
is it lights up red at night. So it's like if you imagine 12 pylons stuck together and then they light up red at night, it looks mad. But the only thing I did a bit of research on this, what it used to do, it used to produce like noises, like pip noises, like like I don't know, send messages to spies or whatever. So I reckon that with my electronic feel to the music, that could like come in as kind of a, I don't know, like a little bass line or a, a synth line. So yeah, the Duga radar, Northern Ukraine near Chernobyl. There we go. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So we've got a name for our festival. We've booked the venue. That's all booked up. So before we get cracking with your five choices, how difficult was it to whittle it down to just five? Because I've had a lot of feedback saying, well, five is really difficult, but I think that's kind of what makes the fans festival. Okay, mate. So is. as we discussed before, this I've got forty-one acts that missed out. I'm going to list them, um, and I, what, I just want—I want to concur with what Paul said on episode one. It's too much to think about, and basically, I've been working on like a little kind of crib sheet. I'm a, I'm a teacher, so I've always got to come prepared. So I've been listing these things out as I think about them. So, are you ready for the acts that missed out? Forty-one of them. Here we go. Are you doing alphabetical? No, I'm just going to... This is a stream of consciousness, mate. This is what came into my mind throughout the last few days. <laughs> so we got left field, yeah. deep chord, um, shameless self-plug, Niccolo Machiavelli, a.k.a. Jark, go to Beatport or Spotify, listen to my music, um, Future Sound of London, Stone Roses, NWA, Public Enemy, Chimpo, Levels, uh, Ludovico Einaudi, an Italian pianist, very good. Yeah, serious. Wow, really? Errol Bricker, yeah. Jay Kenzo, Octave One, Cebralistics, my favourite hip-hop group from Finland. Uh, we're about halfway through. Lost Seal, BV Dove, uh, Burial, Leon Bushwhacker, Flux and Steny, Cup Killer, French DJ, DJ Shadow, Vince Watson, Orbital, Accord, Jesper Kid, um, a guy from Manchester called Skittles, who is a brilliant grime artist, Killer P from South London, uh, Los Hermanos, kind of American Cuban techno, Khan, Wu-Tang Clan, Spanish guy called Pablo Bolivar, Cuba, Early Plastic Man, we're almost done, Hybrid, Delano Smith, Monolake, Mr. Cloudy, and my last act, the wonderful Finnish vocal act called Fever Ray. There you go, mate. Mate, 41 acts not making it. Some pretty big hitters in there, left field. Stone Roses, NWA. I like the fact you had Ludovico and Audi in there. That's a real kind of left field choice. Uh, DJ Sh- DJ Shadow, some yeah. big, big acts. I'm intrigued to see who you've picked. And I, I can't wait to get cracking. So on that note, the first slot, the opening slot, a big statement in any festival is your opening act from two to okay. three. They've got an hour. All right. Now, listen, I'm not one to buy into TV hype. I don't do kind of the best Netflix or the best uh, Amazon Prime thing. But uh, (laughs) this kind of relates to a few texts that I've sent you recently. My opener is David Andrew Bird, a.k.a. Little Dicky from the TV show Dave. That is on the iPlayer at the moment. And I tell you something, that man has converted me to Jewish hip hop. It's absolutely incredible. So for those who watched the show, I would have Little Dicky on stage. I'd have Gator as the hype man. Um, so a hype man in grime is kind of the man that repeats the lyrics, that does a bit of a like Bez type dancing, and they just kind of bring the kind of hype, if you will. Um, so it's a strange one. I- I've been talking about this being like a real techno electronic festival. 
but it's it's a really great start to bring some energy. But it's like the the, the instrumental behind Little Dicky's beat, uh, sorry, not beats behind his lyrics are quite electronic. They're really well produced, and I think that actually he would really match that Duga industrial vibe of like being in Chernobyl doing the do. Um, I want to say like two tracks that I really like of his and there's a Spotify playlist of um, Little Dicky. Um, so if you just subscribe to that playlist, just Google Dave, but so no, Spotify Dave and it'll be on there. The initial track is High on Dave, which is the kind of title track of the show. That's like the opening theme and a track called White Crime um, that are both used in the show. Just absolutely fantastic. And my favourite lyric from Hi, I'm Dave is just really simple. It's just, I'm fidgety, I'm fidgety, I twitch. And it kind of reminds me of me because I am fidgety and I do twitch. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Little Dicky on the opener. He's going to have a lot more tracks. Um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll set the place alight. That is a fantastic That is a fantastic choice. Just without ever watching Dave, I know Dave's a comedy programme, but is the music... Is it human music or is it No, so serious? in terms of what goes on, like, I, it's a strange one. I'll come back to that in a bit. So this guy, David Bird, started off as a kind of wannabe rapper. And he is a Jewish guy. He's a bit, he reminds me of Seth Rogen. You know, he's got that big Jew throw going on, the facial hair. Yeah. Um, but then he got into comedy. And then, so this Dave thing is kind of a mix of him and his hip hop career. And he did get pretty good. But with almost comedy. And the other thing to say, and I know that we and you, me and you agree on this, the um, the producer, one of the key producers, also produced Curbs, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So it's got that real kind of um, ad lib type thing going on. It's yeah, it's it's, it's it's brilliant. But 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 for me, the music really sticks out. And he does a freestyle, like you know, on the first episode and the final episode. That yeah, they blew me away. Seriously, really good stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. So Dave Andrew Burr takes the opening start. We'll definitely have to check out Dave now. Um, I know I've heard good things about it, but that is probably sitting me over the edge to go and watch it straight after we finish this podcast. So great opening act for your festival. So up next in your super second slot from three thirty to half. All right, here we go. And this is have... the bit where you, this is the bit where me and you diverge, man. Uh, so I'm going to pick for my super seconds a um, techno collective called Rhythm and Sound, also known as Basic Channel. So a little bit about these guys. They're, they're two guys that I've seen live. Uh, one of them is called Moritz von Oswald. One of them is called Mark. Yeah, great. That's a great name. Amazing name. But the next one's amazing even better. Names. He's called Mark Anestus. All right. So thinking about it, they've got two kind of names and there's two different outputs for their names. You've got um, Basic Channel. And to me, like <laughs> I've, I, I said, I'm reading off like some notes here. Basic Channel is the kind of typical 1990 uh 1990s berlin dub techno sound now me and you in the 90s would have been between 10 and 19 so obviously i wasn't, I wasn't going to berlin yeah. in like the mid 90s listening to them but obviously with spotify with buying vinyl i've got a lot of their tracks so for me if we're looking for recommendations the best examples of their tracks are quadrant dub one and two a track called Philips Track 2-2 and a track called Octagon. And that's like real kind of, uh, for me, brilliant. But for, I suppose for someone that's not into techno, quite like what my mum would say, like boom, boom, boom music. It just goes boom, boom, bass line comes in, some chords come in, it builds, it builds, it filters down. But for me, that, that's what I enjoy. Um, 
but for this festival, what I want to use is that first kind of title, that rhythm and sound, and that that they, they had like kind of a reggae, a dub, a like sound system feel. Um, so example tracks and stuff like Carrier, a track called Imprint, which is 22 minutes of literally a, a reggae beat with chords. That's it. That's it. So it's it, it might sound mad, but for me, again, that's what I like. Um, but the track that I'm going to push to this festival um, is a proper kind of, for people that know, like Horace Andy, um, you know, that kind of reggae stuff. It's a track called Simiya. It's a guy called Willie Williams who did the vocal um, with Rhythm and Sound. It was released on Burial Mix, which is a really good label from the kind of mid-90s reggae scene. And um, I saw this live. Now, this was down at the Egg in um, King's Cross. It was London. It was the early 2000s. You could smoke indoors. So while I was doing what I was doing, there was weed smoke. You couldn't see. It was just weed smoke. It sounds sound great, didn't it? But everyone was drinking red stripe. It was great. And it was literally, it was dark, and there was one blue strobe light, and that was the only light. It, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And for me, the, the, the best lyric from that track, Simi Yar, it's really simple. It's like a reggae thing. And the guy goes, and we've been all over the place, putting a big smile on your face. And actually, it really did. So for me, I think Rhythm and Sound, aka Basic Channel, are the super seconds. Brilliant. Brilliant. And again, you've really kind of given some great examples of the way that band works and what they mean to you and why you're into them and given some great tracks. So again, if anyone's listening to this podcast and wanting to get into anything new, I think Rhythm and Sound sound like a great I hope so. I hope so. To check out. Um, brilliant. So that is your first two acts in. So we've got David Andrew Bernard in the open act. We've got Riverman Sound as your super seconds. Time from the five to six slot in the Midway Madness. All right, man, let's ramp it up now. Uh, for the Midway Masters, we're talking about a collective. And again, I've got some more lists for you as well. Listeners, I, I apologise. I, again, I come back to I'm a teacher. I'm well-versed in listing things. So I'm going to list you some stuff in a minute. Uh, don't turn <laughs> off, please. So they're called Underground Resistance, all right? Um, they started off in the early 90s. Um, they're from Detroit. So there's a load of guys, and I'll list them off for you in a minute. It's a weird little thing, all right? They, 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 and again, this comes from their kind of website. They're a collection of autonomous artists with a militant feel. Some may call us electro, some may call us Detroit techno, but we're about grassroots and bettering the local community. Um, I'll tell you a story in a minute. They were all about anonymity. So all, uh, I'm looking again to my decks at the moment. I've got a lot of vinyl from them underneath. You didn't really get like, you know, like say like Oasis, for example, and on the front cover, it will be them. It will be Noel and Liam doing what they do. With this underground resistance, mm. it was like maybe it was a cartoon of them. Maybe it was just like their names. They, 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 they were never showing their faces. So for me, it's all about the music speaking. Whereas like music now, I mean, me and you probably agree that maybe modern music, the X Factor generation, it's more about the image than the music. But for underground resistance, it was all about, all yeah. right, you're going to buy a bit of vinyl, you're going to buy a CD, there's going to be a, a front cover with a cartoon, it was underground resistance, and that's all you're going to know. You ain't going to know about us, okay? But for, for me, that, that's quite a cool thing. Um, the key members, list number two, here we go. Check them out. They're all on SoundCloud. They're all on Spotify. 
Mad Mike Banks, Jeff Mills, Mark Flash, Gerald Mitchell, DJ Dex, aka Nomadico, James Pennington, Mark Floyd, Rolando, Drexia, Suburban Knight, Andre Holland, and there are many more that are going to go nameless. Um, so there's my list, mate. Now, um, I saw these guys live um, in the early 2000s at Mass Brixton. I, yeah, I don't know if it's still there. Mass was an old church um, and that they converted it into a club. It, it was pretty mad. And these guys turned up. And you got to think about this. Um, in the early 2000s, I was a 21-year-old guy. I'm a skinny bloke. I'm a lanky bloke. Um, I'm quite awkward, which is why I think that I'm, I'm fidgety. I twit. And I've gone into this club and there's just guys wearing like face masks, balaclavas. They're wearing combat fatigue. There were two guys near the main light, like when they put the decks, with like fake guns. It was like going into a military installation. It was absolutely crazy. And once again, a bit like rhythm and sound. There was no like a, a gig. There was no lighting. It was pretty much all dark. And they had like one stroke just flashing on and off with the bass line. And like, it, yeah, it blew me away. Um in terms of the tracks that I would put out there, um, I would say to you that there's too many. Now, I I'm a geek. I've pretty much spent a lot of money buying their whole back catalogue. Um, it probably is worth more than my mortgage. But I would push out a track called Mirage. Um, it's a track by a guy called Chuck Gibson. If you want to track it down, it's on Interstellar Fugitive's number one album. Um, a track called Aztec Mystic by a guy called Rolando. Um, a track called The Illuminator by Mad Mike. And I would also say my favourite track, other than the one that I'm going to mention, is called Cold Breaker, and that was nameless. Like, they literally released a track called Cold Breaker, no names, that's it. The, the kind of headline song for the Midway Masters for me is, for me, it's quite obvious, and if you know about techno, maybe it'd be obvious to you, it's a track called Jaguar by Rolando. Now, this came out on two labels, Underground Resistance is their own label, and a track called 430 West. It blew up in the late 90s, and it blew up so much. Now, from what I understand, um, Sony wanted to sign it to the mainline label. Underground Resistance said no. Sony then brought in a ghost producer to reproduce the track, but one octave lower than the original track, and pushed it out anyway. And it went to court, and it blew up, blah, blah, blah. And Underground Resistance won the case, so it's pulled from release. So for me that's like a bit of a win for the grassroots rather than the massive corporatists. So for me, underground resistance, bring them all in. They'll be going, mate. I love that. I love, I love that story yeah. about not wanting to sign with a major label. Just keep it on the download. And I like the fact you mentioned acts who don't care about being out there. Who exactly. Doing everything to probably exactly. not be out there and not have their faces everywhere. You've also mentioned, you know, some epic, early well late 90s early thousands yeah not club nights yeah like mass yeah egg fabric places where you would go and it would all be about the music and not about kind of oh. the way you look or getting your mobiles out it's all changed then it's all changed today unfortunately yeah so mate really a really really strong free <laughs> acts again i can't say no <laughs> i would definitely check him out after this so that leads us nicely then into our pre-headline acts. Like these guys who are coming up are going to get an hour and a half. They're going to get 6.30 to 8. 
at the Equinox Festival. So who All right, now, Steve, you know, know that I love your podcast. You know that me and you go back to 1994, the late in Orient days, the the pre, the kind of Barry Hearn, £10 season tickets and all that kind of stuff. So I had to think of an artist that I really enjoy that is good, but as a football link, I may have come up big, all right? So <laughs> my pre-headline act is a guy called Kamikaze. He's a grime artist from Leicester, all right? And if you want to check him out, just, yeah, YouTube Kamikaze, it's all there. His real name, now this is interesting, is Matt Robinson, okay? And he plays for Dagenham and Redbridge. Now that's mad. Um, he plays for Dagenham. He plays, now, he's either yeah, a left back or a right back. And the only way I know this is because I play football manager mobile and his stats, I, I think he wouldn't really like the stats that he's been given. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he's either a left or a right back. So he came through the Leicester youth team and he got through, I think, to Luton, went out on a few loans. Um, but what I'm going to talk to you about is kind of, he, he, he's, a, he's a bit like Dave and Little Dicky. He strikes me as quite a confused guy. So I think he's been through a lot. And if you listen to any of his tracks, there's a lot of like real kind of conscious lyrics about, um, you know, he references alcohol a lot. So maybe, you know, is there too much push to alcohol, stuff like that. But the kind of thing that really gets me is the confusion between him, like Matt Robinson, footballer him, and then Grime him. And there's a really cool lyric in one of his tracks. And I didn't actually name check the track. Um, but... Yeah, the, the lyric is, am I Tupac Machiavelli or Balotelli? So he's kind of talking about that Tupac Shakur album. I, I'm talking like I know, I've got no idea about Tupac, but I think he's got a track called Machiavelli or is it Mario Balotelli? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. So it's like a bit like if you watch Dave, mm. you've got this whole episode about I'm Dave, the Jewish guy, I'm going to go and see my parents, but then I'm Little Dicky, this rapper, and it's like, what's actually me? So I find that really interesting. But um, in terms of recommendations for music, his best tracks for me, track called Comeback Season, where he references football quite a lot. Um, track called The Weatherman, When I'm Alone, which is like a really like low slung grime track where I, a lot of the alcohol thing comes out. I could be totally wrong, but he references a lot. Really upbeat track called Cam Dog um, and a track called Last Night, which is probably his most commercial thing. It's quite housey. It's with like a female vocalist. But one of the best tracks is like, uh, best lyrics, sorry. He says, see strangers walk past me, look around, see friends that are family. And it's like when we were going out to like Equinox, it was like, it was full of absolute human beings. But I was there with you, with Dan, with whoever. And it was like, yeah, actually, this is why I'm here. But um, all right, my, my, my last list of the evening now, um, I'm going to bring you the track that I want, yeah? And it's a track <laughs> called Memories. Now, Kamikaze was born in the 90s we were born in the late 70s or early 80s so we've got 10 years on him but we would have been in the 90s about what 10 11 12 13 and this track memories i've picked out like i've halved the track to the bits that i get and the bits that i like so he references the following last list people he references dizzy rascal boy in the corner pro evo grand theft auto watching soccer am on the early jackass and steve-o pokemon playing headers and volleys, school books covered in graffiti. And then he says, had books in my room. I never read them. He talks about bus travel for 30p. Chips were super. And I agree that chips were better in the 90s than today. Serene's Gantz Hill. But my, my, my favourite lyric that he has in that uh, track, Memories, is 
only one guy in the room is not a virgin. And uh, if ever you see the in-betweeners, that was basically us. <laughs> and the other lyric that I really like, and that to me sums up the night, is the night is my favourite time. We were all at school. We had nothing to worry about. And he says, funds were low, but life was cheap. Never had money in the bank, but life was free. And that sums up the 90s, man. We were at school. We had nothing really to worry about. Uh, we went in. We did our lessons. We played a bit of football. I played it very badly. But there we go. We listened to some music. You went to some festivals. I worked at Summerfield. Job done. Mate, I love the fact you clearly yeah. tried to get the football link in there. And he sounds amazing. Memory track sounds absolutely phenomenal. I love the references. Like, you know, Pro Evo. Dizzy Rock, exactly. Stuff that's exactly. Come out when we were about 16, 17. Wow, amazing, amazing. So, Kamikaze is going to give you a good, solid hour yeah. and a half. He's finishing at eight o'clock. So, now the lights are going down. The Equinox Festival is really starting to get real. Chernobyl, those red strobe lights are heating up, mate. They're getting ready for your headline act. So, yeah, headline act's going to come on at half eight to 11. They're going to get two and a half hours. They've got some big, big shoes to follow. So All right, I'm just before you, I'm looking at the kind of notes page that I've got. This, it, it, right, if I was a teacher in my lesson plan, I would have run way over and I would have probably scrapped this last bit. But here we go. Headline acts, the one and only, in my view, probably the greatest music, music band ever is Underworld. All right. So then let me talk to you a little bit about Underworld. This is going to sound like a sermon, like you're in some kind of institution. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to take you through it. If you want to stop me and butt in, feel free, or else I'm just going to go for it. No, mate, this is all, this, mate, this is your fantastical. This is all about you. It's all right. your fantastical, mate. You, Here we go. So, it's all about you. Um, Underworld, I love. All right. Now, your original members were Carl Hyde and Rick Smith. They were joined by Darren Emerson and Darren Price. Okay. So, I said Hyde and Smith were the original two. Now, I didn't do enough research. I don't know where they were living originally. A wow springs to mind. These guys moved to the greatest place in the world. They moved to Romford. Okay. So they were living in a house in Romford. And apparently they had quite a lot of friends in Ockenden, which is even better than Romford. Now, uh, Carl Hyde, I was reading some interviews with him in prep for this. He says that most of the ideas and lyrics for the early underworld sound, like set so of kind of chords, the, the drum patterns, the lyrics, they were written on the central line, going from, kind of coming from Romford down to Newbury Park and then going into the city. But what he also says is that a lot of his early lyrics were inspired by and in tribute to the streets of Romford. Now, I know, Steve, that you and I have enjoyed, I think it was one night only at Time and Envy. Quite how he's got these lyrics about Romford, I'll never know. But we'll pick up with that as we go along. Um so Underworld were, I mean, <laughs> I'd classify it as techno. If you were going to get into your genres, it might be progressive house. I don't know. The key albums were Dub No Bass in my head. I think that was 1994. Second Toughest in the Infants and Buku Fish. Now, Underworld, they were best known. And I'm going to get into some serious transporting stuff here, like literally transporting. They were best known. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were best known for Born Slippy. But the track they were best known for was a track called Born Slippy Dot Nux, N-U-X-X. And it's a track that goes lager, lager, lager. It was their most commercial success due to train spotting. But for me, as a vinyl collecting geek, the interesting fact was the original Born Slippy wasn't 
Born Slippy Dot Knox. It was the instrumental, so the, the synths, the chords, the bass, the, 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 the drum patterns, but it was only in kind of um, uh, train spotting that that Laga 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 came through. And actually, the track, other than a release on vinyl um, and CD as a single, I think it, that, that that Born Slippy Dot Knox only ever came out on a remaster of Second Toughest in the Infants in 2015, Super Deluxe reissue. Um, the other thing that I found really interesting, and again, this is a Wikipedia special, um, I, I looked into the name of Born Slippy, and apparently when Hyde and Smith first moved down to Romford, they went to the dogs, Romford Dog Track, and Born Slippy was a dog that those two put a bet on, and it won, okay, so in the Greyhounds. So to me, that's like quite quite nostalgic, living, well, I used to live in Hornchurch, but living quite near Romford. Um but I'm going to sermon you lot now on two tracks that, that are going to stand out for me. They're probably my two most favourite listen to tracks ever. Um, and I mean like on repeat. So the first track is called Two Months Off. It's from the album 100 Days Off. It was released on a label called Junior Boys Own. It charted at, sorry, Junior Boys Own, not Junior Boys Own, like the Irish uh, band. <laughs> It started at 12 in 2002, and they used it in FIFA 2004. But, the, you know, people might know it because for the London Olympics 2012, they reworked it into like an ambient little bed. And um, when the cauldron lit up, that was a track that was playing. So that's pretty seminal, I reckon. And the best lyric for me, before I go on to my final track, and I'm not going to sing it like they're doing the track, but Google it, obviously. Uh, the best lyric is, you bring light into a dark place, walking in light, glowing, walking in light, gold ring around you, the hues of you, the golden sunlight of you. And I, I can't confirm this, mate, but I think that was written about the streets of Romford. I don't agree with it in the slightest, but whatever car I picked up, he picked up. Um, so I think I'm almost <laughs> done. Yeah. The main track, my favourite what track ever and i went through 41 acts to find this one is a track called dark and long and it's the dark train remix all right it, it has to be that so if listeners are going to go and google this or youtube this it has to be dark and long dark train remix this was made in 1994 the original dark and long i've got on vinyl actually wasn't very good but the dark train remix was used in train spotting so if you remember the original film and about two thirds of the way through Renton hits rock bottom, he's on heroin, whatnot, and his parents pick him up from the hospital and they put him into his bedroom and like lock him in. They put him into detox. And it's the scene where there's the baby on the ceiling. It's now with on the TV. He's talking about HIV. Oh, yeah, there's trains on the walls in the wallpaper from when he was a kid. That's why it's called train spotting. But that track, and I've written down my own words here. It's a 12-minute sonic roller coaster. I, I've never heard a thing like it. I never will. I don't care how good music can get. I'll never hear anything better. Um, if you're looking for it, I think that obviously just look for the track on YouTube. You get the original 12-minute. But it's a really nice um, live example, Glastonbury 1998, um, where they do it like a, just a four-minute live track. But it's dark. It's moody. And Steve, I don't know if you're going to love this, but the only lyrics really are a, a kind of, um, what do you call it? A call and response. Got a train, got a triangle, and it goes over and over again. But yeah, if you listen to a track, you might appreciate. 
Um, two recommendations for me, the best bits of the track, and I've gone in deep here, at three minutes, five seconds, the synth line kicks in, it's absolutely ridiculous. And there's a breakdown from 7.56 to 8.25 um, that, again, is killer. And the last thing I want to say to you, Steve, is if you remember Train Spotting, you'll remember that scene in the dialogue that Renton says. And I just want to say it because it's it's brilliant. Um, so he says, I don't feel the sickness yet, but it's in the post. That's for sure. I'm on the junkie limbo at the moment. Too ill to sleep. Too tired to stay awake, but the sickness is on its way. Sweat, chills, nausea, pain and craving. I need like nothing else I've ever known will seem to take hold of me. It's on its way. And that, for me, sums up the whole scene with the music, with Dow Winter, with the trains, um, the baby on the ceiling. That, man, that stands out from the 90s, you know. Mate, amazing. <laughs> mate, that was amazing. Amazing facts, amazing stories. You've certainly done your homework, but it's fantastic. I can tell you that much. Amazing, amazing there. So you've got, we'll go through your fantastic. We'll summarise that up. I guess before we do that, though, before we summarise, we say one of your acts can play an album in full. What? what okay, so it's, an so an album in full is not going to be Underworld. It's going to be Underground Resistance, my pre, no, not my pre-headlines, my Midway Masters, and they're going to play the whole of Interstellar Fugitives 1. You're going to go from Detroit techno to ambient to electro. There's a bit of rock in there. It's, it's nuts, honestly. It's a crazy album. That sounds amazing. So your third act, Underground Resistance, playing their album in full. And to finish off your Fantastical, so after Underworld, do that 12 minutes of the dark and long Dark yeah. Train remix. That's their final track in your Fantastical. Yeah. All your acts are going to come out to perform an encore of one song all together. So you've mate, you've listed some phenomenal <laughs> sounding songs. I can't say I've heard of most of them, but I'm definitely going to go and check them out. But what? what yeah, song funnily enough, Steve, it's going to be the Dark and Long Dark Train remix again. <laughs> Do you think I like this track? <laughs> all right, but listen, it's going to be a Neil Slotnick, a Niccolo Machiavelli, a Jark reimagining. So I'm going to be like directing this. What I would say to you is it's going to be a Rick Smith from Underworld and Underground Resistance, uh, all of them, doing the kind of the beats and the synths, all right? Then what I'd want is I want rhythm and sound redoing the chords and the pads. So if you listen to that track, a lot of it is just like really beautiful chords, um, synths and all that. They're going to do that. And then this may not work, but whatever. I'd have Carl Hyde from Underworld, Kamikaze and Little Dicky in unison, just chanting, got a train, got a triangle. I think that could work. Amazing. It sounds like it would set off the Equinox Festival if it hadn't already been set off and sounds like a phenomenal yep. ending. Sounds like it's going to be quite a busy yeah, yeah. stage with all those acts coming on. Mate, amazing. So let's summarise. Oh, actually, before we summarise, on your flyer, you can have one sentence that's going to sum up your festival so okay what, what mate so like the flyer is this flyer. all right it is equinox festival hyphen rave new world um why because the equinox um science program was mad it was like tomorrow's world but it was on steroids and in 1994 they put out an edition called rave new world and it was about like in the early years of rave so it's kind of orbital m25 raves um, where people used to drive around the M25, phoning a number, 
getting invited to a field or whatever. Um, and that was probably too late in 1994. But for me, this was the first time that 14-year-old me, so 14-year-old Neil Slotnick, a.k.a. Niccolo Machiavelli, not then, obviously, um, was actually seeing the music that I was listening to. And it was before the internet. I couldn't go on YouTube. I couldn't go on Spotify. I had to watch the television. Um, they had live footage of Orbital, the future sound of London. They interviewed a guy called Alexander Shulgin. I'm going to say nothing about him, but Google him. He's a, he was an interesting, quirky chap. Um, but yeah, I mean, so for, for me, living in Redbridge, London suburbia, listening to all this music on pirate radio, but not actually knowing what it looked like, that documentary Rave New World just showed me what I was actually listening to. And yet again, 14-year-old me was blown away by that. I'm glad you mentioned how you can get music because I would go into an hour price or an Asian. Nah, do you know what it was? It was music power in Ilford. Music power too in Ilford. And then, yeah, later on, record box down in Gantz Hill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, Yeah, it's a shame those places don't exist anymore well, and it's crazy to think about like we were saying before what was it the record box in gantz hill is now i think it's a pharmacist or it could be a holiday place i don't know it's yeah totally different times yeah absolutely absolutely on it. bizarre so let's go through your fantastical in summarize it so first act we have david andrew bird aka little dicky in your opening act second, super second Yep. We have rhythm and sound, uh, basic channel. Uh, midway master's point, we're going for underground resistance. In the pre-headline slot, we've got Kamikaze, yep. who's Matt Robinson, who plays for Dagenham and Redbridge, which is phenomenal. Sounds like a fantastic artist. That memories track sounds awesome. And then in your headline slot, the boys from Romford, we've got Underworld, who are going to um, play for two and a half hours. Uh, underground resistance are going to play their full album, Interstellar, Fugitives one, and for the last track of the Equinox Festival, all your artists are going to collate on dark and long. And uh, no, it, I wish it was me. Remix. I think I've collated it, but yeah, just to re-emphasize for listeners, don't listen to dark and long original. It's a dark and long dark train remix that I then reimagined for the encore. Yeah, that that original dark and long is uh, it's actually not a very good piece uh, okay. of music, and I. I hope Underworld don't hear this and hate me for it, but the Dark Train remix is just, yeah, me. <laughs> Mate, I, I would love Underworld to hear this. I sadly don't think it'll be the you way never over known. to them. They're from Romford. I'm sure we can try and get them to listen to it somehow. So that is it. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the Fantastical Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe. Give the Fantastical Podcast a review or follow on whichever platform you are listening on. And please recommend this to all of your friends and families. We are also on Twitter. So make sure to follow us at P, And you can also email us fantasticalpodcast at outlook.com as we'd love to hear from you. So Neil has mentioned various tracks this evening where you can get them. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please go out, stream the albums, look on YouTube, go to your local record stores or go to hmv.com. I'll plug HMV there where hopefully you'll be able to get some of these albums and really hopefully get into a few new acts. A huge thank you, 
Neil, my second fan. No, I really enjoyed that. Fan. I really enjoyed that. I, I mean, hopefully, I've lived up to the funnier than Simon Amstel thing. Um, but yeah, that was that. That was a few years ago now, so I might have got less funny. But you never know. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That was brilliant. So I'll be back soon with the third episode of the Fantastical Podcast. So please make sure to join me. But until then, stay safe, stay alert, my fantastical friends. Spread the word, and you will must know that word by now. That word is fantastical and we'll be hearing from you very soon. There you go, mate. I did my homework.